0: Pakistan might be the last place you'd expect to find millions celebrating the love between two men. But take a rickshaw drive through the streets of the cultural capital, Lahore, and you'll discover Madhu Lal Hussain's Darbar. It's a shrine where the Sufi mystic Lal Hussain lies buried next to his beloved, the Hindu male, Madhu. Mavish Emud reports from Lahore.
1: The drummers are standing outside the shrine of Madhu Lal Hussain. It's past closing time, but that doesn't stop them from playing on, beating their drums and themselves into a trance-like state. <laughs> I am standing at the footsteps of a cement path that leads up to a marbled mausoleum and the graves of Madhu Lal Hussein. Two men who share one name, Lal Hussein, the Muslim and the mystic, and Madhu. His upper caste, Brahmin beloved. Once upon a time, Lal said there was little point in calling them two separate names. They were never apart. They seemed to be one. A groundskeeper is sitting cross-legged on a platform next to the entrance. He sees me and asks me to come over. Let me give you an introduction, he says, and begins to tell me the tale of Lal Hussein and his beloved Madhu.
0: Lal, Muslim. Their love, as one might call it. It was the sort that our prophet, Muhammad, had for Allah. Their love was such that it brought a new color to their friendship. He was a beggar dervish, a beggar of Allah.
1: The keeper continues to tell his tale of a man who gave up his worldly needs to reach ultimate union with his creator. A union, says the groundskeeper, that was reflected in his love for his Madhu. The nights are long without my beloved, Lal Hussein once said. His kafis or poetry is recited and sung by musicians and laymen alike, and much of it is inspired by his love for madhu, say scholars. A modern listener, used to categorizing desire into gay, straight, bi, might call these two men homosexual, but the groundskeeper never uses these labels. It's as if their sexuality is secondary, an aside almost, to the core of their being in the world.
0: I think the way we understand homosexual identity today is without taking into account that it's a modern construct. Temiya Zaman
1: is an assistant professor of Islamic history at the University of San Francisco. She says today's labels don't make any sense. You have to put the relationship of these two men in the context of 16th century Lahore a place far more open to a
0: fluid notion of sexuality than we might otherwise think. You can't look at something that already existed and had a shrine devoted to it and say, but wasn't it unacceptable? Clearly it was acceptable. Then the question goes to, well, why was it acceptable? Don't religions condemn homosexual acts? But religions are not just their scriptures. Religions operate through people and religions also operate within lived practices, and a number of societies do to a greater or lesser extent accept same-sex desire.
1: Back at the shrine, the groundskeeper has finished. He asks me if I would like to meet two worshippers who are on their way out, a couple from the area, who come, like many others, to say a few prayers. The wife nods when I ask her if she wants to say a final word. He worshipped Allah so much that we want to come close to Him and through Him come close to God. For the world, I'm Mavish Ahmed in Lahore.